Uh, dear C4Care podcast listeners, today we are joined by Dr. Inga Vucica, uh, the leader of project partner number five, uh, Teaching Institute for Public Health of Split in Dalmatia County. Uh, Dr. Vucica, you're also a master of public health and the head of the Department of Gerontology uh, in the Teaching Institute. Uh, your work focuses specifically on the field of demographic processes in Croatia and Split and Dalmatia County and the, the influence on the family uh, and also the structure of elderly population and functional abilities of the elderly. Uh, the overall healthcare system in Croatia, um, you're also heavily engaged in the long-term care field in Croatia and in your specific county. Um, you're an expert when it comes to institutional and non-institutional care for the elderly and you have some insight on future demands for formal care for the elderly. Um, I will start with the opening question, as you're an excellent speaker when it comes to the C4Care podcast. Could you maybe elaborate a bit more on your personal previous experience regarding the elderly population in Croatia, uh, or more specifically in Split Dalmatia County? Uh, and then uh, the next question, given your expert knowledge on the healthcare system, uh, and long-term care system, do you think that the needs of the elderly uh, in Croatia and in your country are adequately covered or do you see any specific gaps? Uh, well, increase in the share of the elderly population is one of the main features of modern demographic trends in developed countries. And due to low birth rates and the natural population decline with more death than births, and the extended life expectancy, further growth of the elderly population is expected. In recent decades, the same demographic processes have been recorded in Croatia, affecting the growth of very old population. Split and Dalmatian County is the second county in terms of total population among Croatian counties, facing some similar demographic processes. So growing share of the elderly population and prolonged life expectancy have enhanced the necessity for an increased number of people who need help in old age. The long-term care system is one of the least developed parts of the health and welfare system in Croatia and one of the lowest in the European Union. According to the European Commission within the regular report on the elderly health care, in Croatia, there are only 200 beds available for people requiring long-term care in institutions, uh, normally other than hospitals, per 100,000 residents, as opposed to Sweden with 1,300 beds, the Czech Republic and Slovak Republic with 700 beds, respectively Slovenia with 900 beds, and Austria with 800 beds per 100,000 residents. Capacities for accommodation of the elderly in Croatia and the split and Dalmatian county are insufficient and it is necessary to encourage the construction of additional public facilities to ensure the availability of these services. Furthermore, in addition to providing sufficient accommodation capacity, community services for home care need to be developed for vulnerable older people. So the burden of long-term care still falls disproportionately on family members 
or on a growing informal care sector as part of the gray economy. Thank you for such a detailed answer. Um, I would ask you now, as you're the leader of project partner number five, could you maybe present your organization, uh, especially if we are talking about the experience and strength that is related to the field of healthcare and long-term care? Uh, just in many uh, Western countries, Teaching Institute for Public Health or Split and Emission County is a public health institution and is a civil service. Regarding its needs, the governmental budget is used for financing public health activities, and in return, the government requires wallet data on population health status on the basis of which effective health care can be planned and implemented. Teaching Institute for Public Health of Split and Dalmatian County is equipped for continuous and timely interventions in all situations and incidents, once as well thanks to a well-developed hygienic epidemiological monitoring. Having powerful public health laboratories within such system, it is easy to understand their effective performance. Public health uh, at its core is about the prevention of disease and limiting the impact of disease once it has occurred. So teaching institute for public health is of critical importance in the split and Dalmatian country. It is ongoing global COVID-19 pandemic situation. Public health is the most vital uh, in interventions in reducing the number of cases but also to lessen the burden on the healthcare system. My institution conducts public health measures, such as tracking the spread of disease, COVID-19 screening and testing, public health messaging, public health prevention guidelines, contact tracing, and setting guidelines for schools, work on other social activities. Death related to COVID-19 primarily occur among the elderly. For this reason, focus of activities of the Department of Gerontology is on measures for protecting the elderly in these times of pandemic. Also, we need to take care of both formal and informal caregivers in nursing homes and day care services. Elderly people in need of care are particularly dependent on family and friends and may also rely on the support of voluntary services and social care. If we do not take care of nurses and informal caregivers, the system may collapse either because caregivers transmit the virus to the elderly or because they are no longer able to provide care due to their overnilness or time in quarantine. This has dramatic effects and has been visible in the most recent outbreaks of COVID-19 in several nursing homes, leading to a large number of infections uh, and even death. Well, I'm sure that uh, as a public health institute that you're really overburdened with everything in this COVID-19 pandemic. So. Also, congratulations for your excellent work and thank you for what you do for the society. Uh, if we continue, you also have, besides your medical experience, a master's education of public health. Uh, you're a head of the Department of Gerontology. 
uh, at the teaching institute and as mentioned at the beginning uh, your field of expertise is heavily related to demographic processes uh, to the structure of the elderly population uh, and their functional abilities uh, could you maybe provide us with some insight how did you initially at the beginning of your career get involved with healthcare and long-term care uh, my master's education of uh, public health allows me to monitor and analyze demographic processes, uh, vital statistics, and health needs of population. It also allows me participation in working out of healthcare plan and program proposals at local levels, as well as health promotion measures and activities, reduction of morbidity, disability, and premature mortality due to diseases being public health issue. The demographic changes that result in the aging of the population contribute to family change in aging societies. At the same time, changes in demographic behaviors, such as marriage and childbearing, have transformed the intergenerational structure of society. Each of these phenomena also has contributed to an increasing diversity of family forms, raising questions about social and individual responsibility for well-being in old age. Countries vary in their approaches to social welfare, but even in the most generous ones, families remain the most tenacious and preferred sources of support when individuals need help. The role of the public-private divide in responding to the needs of aging populations has been as much at the center of demographic research on family change, living arrangements and support as the changes in the family itself. Increased longevity has been accompanied by improvements in health and functioning at later ages, leading to longer lives lived independently. Despite this, many older individuals eventually need assistance with day-to-day -day activities, and family members are the most common and consistent source of care. Caregivers help with chronic disease management, basic self-care, and uh, household tasks. They also provide emotional support. Older adults are not merely rece recipients of family help. They also provide help to children and grandchildren. Financial support generally flows downward across generations until quite late in life, and parents are highly responsive to adult children's needs for financial assistance. On the other hand, national and state-level politics with the availability of formal care services and new technologies can greatly influence the ways in which families live and care for each other. Thank you. I think this also already touches upon one later question where we will talk about the relationship between the older and the younger generation in Croatia, but we can leave that for later. Um, then I would ask you something that is maybe the first question that is really more focused on the C4 Care project. Uh, so based on your extensive previous experience, uh, how do you think that the C4 Care project is different than the other ones that you were involved in the past? Uh, and in your opinion, how do you see the importance of this project on improving the well-being of society and its members? 
Uh, we witnessed that population of elderly is growing twice as fast as growth of the whole population. And uh, this trend of aging leads to a tremendous increase of costs of elderly care. Improving elders' lifestyle quality on one hand and decreasing the costs of healthcare and services on the other hand are the major challenges. Rooting technological innovation into elders' everyday life and home care is an answer to prevent elder dependence and support their independence. Older adults are a highly heterogeneous group with different preferences, needs, and lifestyles. A majority of older adults prefer to stay at home as long as possible. Digital technologies with a wide range of digital solutions within the health and social care sector have the potential to contribute to active aging in a cost-effective manner. Uh, there are many positive impacts of using technology tools for the elderly, such as improving their life quality, which enables them to live more independently at their homes. However, technology alone is not enough. Improvements in elderly care are to a high degree based on social innovations with inclusion of users and different stakeholders and a policy framework that stimulates and shapes the development. Furthermore, as technology opens for new modes of work and care, it is important to consider privacy, integrity, human rights, and social inclusion of elderly. Uh, thank you very much. If I may continue with this question, so maybe from the point of view of your organization, the Teaching Institute, when you applied for this project, uh, what were your expectations and wishes? Or if I uh, transform the question, which are the most important outcomes that you think that you, you would like to achieve with the C4 Care project in your country? Well, uh, the C4 Care uh, project, um, uh, technology is definitely a potential resource for facilitating and improving aging by supporting or enhancing activities of daily living, personal health or safety mobility, uh, communication and physical activity. Uh, specific, um, so routing technological innovation also um, uh, helps us uh, and is an answer to prevent elder dependence and support their independence. Uh, with CIFO Care project and uh, information and communication technology innovation, uh, high quality healthcare could be ensured for larger numbers of elderly population with aim to improve their quality of life. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, I would move on maybe to the next question. You're also an excellent guest when it comes to being involved in the functioning of public organizations. Obviously, you're leading one. Um, as this project is heavily related to policy making, so providing suggestions to national stakeholders and so on, uh, what do you believe that is the most important thing when it comes to developing national strategies, action plans, and so on? Mm -hmm. Uh, well, open review of the situation analyzes the multi-stakeholder coordinating group should identify priority elements to address in the national action plan and lay out how the plan should be implemented, coasted, and evaluated. 
The plan should contribute to the strategic objectives and reflect its main principles. Uh, in my opinion, the most important thing when developing national strategies and action plans are three fundamental factors to ensure access. In the first place, it is recommended that a national action plan contains the following plans. First, strategic plans, which must cover the goals of vision, objectives, priorities, and interventions. Second, operational plan, which could be uh, one plan or several plans that bridge policy to action and address activities, implementation arrangements, time plan, responsible parties, detailed budget, and costing. And third, uh, monitoring and uh, evaluation, plan which uh, includes indicators, targets, timelines, methods for reporting and data collection. In order to enhance the chances of success and ensure political buy-in from all concerned parties, stakeholders at all levels should be consulted in the drafting process before the policy is finalized. Thank you for such a structured answer. Um, then, um, I'm sorry, but my next question is maybe a bit longer, so I hope that um, it won't be too long, but it is related to an important aspect, so uh, care in the community for the elderly. Um, given your knowledge on institutional and non-institutional care, uh, do you believe that care for the elderly within one's own community is nowadays already a viable alternative to primary institutionalized care? Uh, and that this enables the elderly that they can remain longer in their own home environment. And in the case specifically of Croatia, uh, do you believe that all aspects, including legislation, services and practice, uh, the willingness of services providers and users are appropriate for the path towards more community care in the future? Uh, and given your uh, expertise, how would you describe the future demands for former care for the elderly in Croatia? Um, and in relation to your work background, uh, could you provide us with some details regarding the development of daycare services? Um, if, in your opinion, is there something that is particularly interesting, important for the listener to know? Today, uh, the elderly live a longer life, substantially different uh, one from their ancestors, so their needs are constantly changing, but also increasing. The traditional family that cared most for the aging members of society today has almost disintegrated. Part of that role has been taken over by the institutions, institutional accommodation of the elderly, as the dominant form of care for the elderly is often the only alternative. The elder care system in Croatia traditionally relied on publicity, provided residential services, while the other forms of care were of more marginal character. Since the late 1990s, for-profit and non-profit providers have increasingly entered this era, and today they provide an important share of services. New residential homes started to be predominantly set up by non-state providers. Besides the pluralization of health care providers, the pluralization of elder care services also becomes an important trend. And in the recent decade, additional efforts have been directed towards the development of services 
such as home care, daycare centers, gerontology centers, etc. The gerontology centers of the city of Zagreb can be cited as an example of good practice of daycare services in Croatia. Considering the aging trend of the population, the city of Zagreb authorities have detected the need to introduce additional programs and activities in order to implement the quality of life of the elderly. The specific needs of the elderly can be met by their, by their involvement primary in health preventive and recreational activities, as well as in other activities, improving the quality of their leisure time, and thus the elderly life quality in general. The city of Zagreb providing financial resources from its own budget and the program for the elderly care support gerontological centers of the city of Zagreb began as a project in 204. Today activities and services are conducted in all 70 city districts at about 15 locations for more than 2000 users per year and 62 employees and associates with 118 volunteers participate in implementation of the project. All services and activities are free of charge for users and funds for implementation are provided in the budget of the city of Zagreb. In 2019, the gerontology centers of the city of Zagreb became the standard of city homes in providing non-institutional daycare for the elderly Iran implemented as a support program in the local community. Thank you very much for another detailed answer. Um, then I would move to a question that is uh, fairly important in this uh, moment and also in the future. Uh, also because of the COVID-19 pandemic, we often talk about telecare, telemedicine. Uh, given your medical background, I think you're an excellent speaker to provide some insight for Croatia. Um, as this COVID-19 pandemic is responsible for quite some disruptive changes, uh, do you believe that maybe something positive from this will be that it will enhance the levels of telemedicine that are used in practice? Uh, and maybe on a general remark, how would you describe the situation uh, regarding telemedicine in Croatia? And also the last part of the question, if we look into the future, um, how do you believe that telemedicine will uh, develop? And maybe if you believe that this is a necessary tool for the successful functioning of future healthcare long-term care systems. Uh, telemedicine uh, center network in Croatia includes uh, 68 health facilities with uh, 139 active telemedicine centers. Telemedicine center network uh, can ensure the equity of uh, healthcare services covering entire IRA of Croatia. Telemedicine services are being provided at primary, secondary, and tertiary level of healthcare, whereas healthcare service providers and users include various health facilities varying from clinical hospital centers in larger cities to health centers. 
Medical services included in digital uh, exchange of uh, clinical findings, x-rays, readings, uh, diagnosis, uh, distance treatment, and second opinion are dominantly from areas of uh, radiology, cardiology, neurology, neurosurgery, gastroenterology, uh, etc. The range of uh, telemedicine services is constantly growing due to technological innovations, which are often being, during the implementation process, redefined, improved, and adjusted to healthcare demands. Considering a growing shortage of physicians, particularly specialists, as well as geographical specificity and tourism-oriented country, the significance of telemedicine services in Croatia, especially in rural areas and isolated and remote locations, is enormously growing. Thank you very much. <clears throat> then I would move to the question um, where I mentioned uh, in the previous part that we will talk about the older and the younger generation. Um, often in some countries there are stereotypes that, for example, the older generation is preventing the younger ones to enter the workforce. Um, also, the younger generation can have its own shortcomings. Um, do you believe that in Croatia the intergenerational relationships are good? Um, and how do, what can we do, what can you do in Croatia to promote even more cohesion between the younger and the older generations? Well, I must point out uh, that population aging is not only about older persons, it affects people of all aging, ages. Of course, increasing longevity and decreasing birth rates have resulted in larger number of older persons, both in absolute and relative terms. Nevertheless, with dramatic uh, shifts in the balance between old and young, the worlds of younger age groups are profoundly changed. The younger growing up in societies where there are a numerical minority and where they have several generations of family members above them. Traditionally, family dynamics were structured in a way to allow elders to share their wisdom and experiences with the younger generations, while also establishing the norms and values of the family. The urbanization, the migration of young people to urban areas in, such of, uh, in search of employment, reduction of families, the increased number of working women, also means reduction of family members who are able to care for the elderly. These changes have separated younger and older generations and have left them both meeting key relationships of life that can improve their overall well-being. The uh, familial changes occurring across the globe have disconnected both the young and older generations, which have traditionally shown to be a beneficial bond across different spectrums. While elder family members have the ability to serve a resource for wisdom, support, and advice based on their past life experiences, younger individuals have just as much to offer to them. Uh, one way to lessen the gap between generations is through mentorship. Since both parties have unique skills and knowledge to offer one another, establishing a mutual 
mentoring relationship would allow for individuals to share information and connect with one another. Other problem is commercial culture backed by mass media misinterprets aging as an undesirable and demeaning phenomenon. Commercial advertisements in mass media preoccupied with the youthful body image create negative language about and images of later life. These misrepresentations of elderly by media has led to the society stereotype of aged as weak, frail, and disabled. It is crucial to consider phenomenon of aging as an asset and not an issue in restoring the position of elderly in society as productive agents of change, it is important to redefine roles of elderly as uh, knowledgeable citizens and uh, responsible mentors to the younger generations. I think you described it almost perfectly, uh, especially in the relationship to mentorship. Um, <clears throat> I apologize. Um, you mentioned that the majority of services is uh, financed by public sources, um, but still, if we imagine the future uh, with the growing number of the elderly population, um, in your opinion, could you imagine a state when we see more services in terms of healthcare and long-term care services that are provided by the private sector? Or in your opinion, is this something that is still too early to talk about? Um, from your perspective for Croatia, maybe broader in the Adrian region, could you envision at least a partial transition towards more private services in healthcare and long-term care, I would say in the medium or in the long-term future? Uh, the long-term care system is one of the least developed parts of the health and welfare system in Croatia and one of the lowest in the European Union. Uh, the term long-term care institutions refers to nursing and residential care facilities, which provide accommodation and the long-term care as a package. The continuing problem of uh, long-term care in Croatia is that it is dispersed between the health and social welfare systems, which has a negative impact on the accessibility, recognizability, and adequacy of the provided services. There is a considerable uh, coverage gap regarding the estimated number of dependent people and those who have uh, actually received some type of care with shortages of uh, formal services in the institutionalized context. Institutional care is mainly provided uh, through elderly homes. In Croatia and uh, split and Dalmatian County, there are residential care facilities within public and private nursing homes. Demand for institutional care for older people already exceeds supplies, with the more expense, expensive private sector appearing more responsive to the shortfall than the statutory sector. Public homes for the elderly are owned by state, uh, I mean Croatia, and by counties like Split and Dalmatian County. 
There is a growing private sector, particularly in institutional care for elderly and infirm persons, which reflects the general shortage of places in public homes for the elderly, and especially for infirm or frail persons in need of healthcare, like those who are terminally ill or suffering from various mental illnesses. Non-state nursery homes are owned by non-profit organizations, religious uh, communities, and other private legal entities. State and county nursing homes are subsided by the state, which means that uh, beneficiaries pay the price by themselves, but the price are set at a level below the full economic price. At the same time, Private nursing homes are the only solution due to the shortage of places in county nursing homes, particularly for very ill and frail persons. But in non-state nursing homes, prices are much higher, which makes them unaffordable for most people. Under development of institutional and in particular community care services means that the burden of care for elderly and infirm persons mainly falls on family members. It is very probable that care is performed by other persons engaged by people in need uh, or their families. However, this is left to the unregulated labor market. So families have to choose between often inappropriate and expensive institutional care, or simply risking the development of a patchwork or informal care resources, including the family zone. Thank you for another detailed answer. Up to this point, we only talked about the C4 care project, the healthcare system, long-term care system. I'm sure that our listeners would also like to know something about Dr. Vucica when you're not working. I would imagine that this is not a lot of time, especially now in times of a pandemic. But still, can you maybe tell us about some interesting hobbies you may have, maybe some books you would recommend us to read for professional personal growth or something similar? Uh, why not busy taking care of kids? Uh, I enjoy walking and uh, outdoor activities. Also, I read as much as I can find time and especially enjoy urban fantasy and nonfiction. Uh, would heartily uh, recommend my recent read, uh, Finding the Mother Tree by Susan Simard. Great. Um, probably some people will find it very interesting and I hope it will help them how to fill their free time. Um, my last question today for you is related to a key takeaway for C4 Care. Um, so to conclude our conversation, what would you say is a key takeaway for our listeners regarding the C4 Care project and maybe from your part, from the Institution of Public Health, um, some positive thoughts for everyone involved to continue uh, with their hard and excellent work on the C4 Care project? Uh, well, population aging is a great challenge, and the countries in the Adrian region uh, already experience a significant increase of the share of the uh, 65-plus population, mainly due to the numerous baby boom generation. Uh, 
A unique vision of integrated healthcare for an aging population and social innovations related to older dependent persons present major challenges. Technology is definitely a potential resource for facilitating and improving aging by supporting or enhancing activities of daily living, personal health or safety, mobility, communication and physical activity. Specific examples include uh, vital signs monitoring and fall detection devices, mobile phones specifically designed for seniors and medication reminders. Additionally, older adults can take benefit of uh, generally available consumer appliances and devices that play a role in staying independent, active and healthy, i.g. Uh, fitness equipment to stay physically active, home appliances for activities of daily living and so on. So uh, rooting technological innovation into elders' everyday life and home care is an answer to prevent elder dependence and support their independence. With c care project and information and communication technology innovations, high quality healthcare could be ensured for larger number of elderly population with the aim to improve their quality of life. Thank you very much. So uh, dear C4Care podcast listeners, today with us was Dr. Inga Vucica, the leader of project partner number five. Uh, Dr. Vucica, I would like to really thank you for your time, uh, excellent insight and all of the knowledge that you shared with us. Thank you. Thank you.